0: Welcome to the Slay and Thrive Podcast, where we make crushing your goals feel like self-care. This is the show that helps high-energy women trapped in self-destructive patterns cultivate an unapologetic, loving body transformation through spiritual and personal development. On this podcast, you'll learn about dynamic eating psychology principles, mindset, Shadow integration and manifestation. I'm your host Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy guide, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. I am so delighted to be on this journey with you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. If you tuned into this episode. I'm going to guess it's because you're experiencing some frustration and impatience. I'm going to guess that progress in a certain area of your life has felt a little slow as of late. That could be progress with your health and fitness goals or progress with a financial or career or relationship goal, whatever it may be. There's a key area in your life that feels sticky, stagnant, like not a lot is happening. You could even feel like maybe you're going backwards. And for someone who loves to slay and achieve and get things done, there are few feelings more infuriating than the feeling of taking steps backwards. Because I know how challenging these seasons can be, I wanted to create an episode that you can turn to whenever these moments come up. This episode was inspired by some thoughts I had on a run about a month or two ago when I was in a season of what felt like slower progress. I actually forgot about this epiphany until I found myself in another little mini period of slow progress. I actually got sick a couple weeks ago, which, seriously, I do not know what's happening at this point. I used to go years without getting sick. Years. And now it's been three times in the span of one year. The first two times I got sick, that was back in, like, December and February. I can chalk that up to not taking good care of myself and being in a season of high stress, so your immune system is more depleted. However, this last one, low stress, you know, taking good care of myself, came totally unexpected. You can guess that maybe this has something to do with now sharing living space with my husband and son. So there's more people in the house, more germs to get exposed to, all that jazz. Anyways, I was feeling a little down about the slowed progress. And then I remembered this epiphany I'd had a couple months ago. And once more, it comforted me. It reinvigorated me and it got me feeling excited and focused. Because it has been such a powerful concept and idea for me, I wanted to share it with you as well. In this episode, I'm going to talk about three things. One, deeper reasons we experience frustration and impatience and what we can do about it. two how to reframe periods of slow progress, and why these periods are actually a good thing. Three, I'm going to share one way to accelerate your progress without pushing harder or burning out. This method doesn't actually involve doing a lot more. It's more of a mindset strategy combined with a practice that might take you a maximum of two minutes per day. Don't let the short length of time fool you. These two minutes a day, or even one minute sometimes, 30 seconds, can be the biggest game changer. Let's Start by talking about frustration and impatience first. When progress slows down or stalls, these are going to be two of the emotions we start to experience. We might get angry because we feel like progress should be happening faster. We're impatient because we just want to get there already. I truly believe that impatience is the fatal flaw of 99% of high-performing women. It's this thing that keeps us from enjoying the journey, and it's also one of these things that can lead to self-sabotage. If we're in states of anger or frustration about slow progress, that's when we're likely to do things like eat emotionally or skip the self-care practices we planned Because we wonder, like, what's the point of it anyways? This impatience and frustration also erodes our ability to trust and believe that our goals will actually happen. I think there are two main reasons that frustration and impatience occur on our journey. The first is that we feel frustration and impatience in the face of slow progress because there's a part of us that doesn't believe we can achieve the goal that we've set out to achieve. So when we don't believe, we have to rely on fast, consistent results day after day as a way to keep proving to ourselves or reassuring ourselves that this goal is going to happen. This looks like, for example, needing to see yourself losing weight every single day, every single week, no matter what. And when those fast, consistent results slow or stall, we find ourselves faced with doubt and fear of not creating whatever it is that we're dreaming of. The other place impatience comes from is withholding appreciation and self-worth from ourselves until we achieve the goal. It's quite common to do this with weight and food related goals. I mean, part of that is the patriarchy and how females have been conditioned and all the messages we get from society. So we might internalize messages like, I'm not good enough until I lose X number of pounds. I'm not good enough until I fit into the stress size. I'm not good enough until I stop binge eating forever and have a perfectly healthy diet. This can show up in many other places as well, though. It can show up as, I am not good enough until I find a partner. Or I'm not good enough until I get a better job or make more money or I'm debt free. We may not think these things on a conscious level. They may be embedded deep in our unconscious. And we have to unearth them through being curious and through journaling and other reflective practices. If frustration and impatience is a common struggle for you, if it's something that comes up a lot, I would encourage you to ask yourself, is this coming from a place of doubt and fear? Or am I feeling so impatient about this goal because I don't think I'm good enough until I have it? Or is it both? If you start to work with these deeper reasons for impatience, you can heal and soften and start to thrive on your journey towards your goals. You'll also find yourself experiencing less impatience, because the subconscious beliefs and doubts driving this state no longer have the same hold over you. I once read somewhere that patience is a superpower, and I believe it 100%. And this is a superpower that I continue to work on, because this has never been something that's come naturally to me. And, you know, I've heard that patience was a superpower years ago, and I've been doing the work to become more patient and <laughs> there are still many days. I get in my car after work and I'm tired and I have to actively remind myself to be patient and not be mad that the car in front of me is only driving five miles over the speed limit instead of ten. So I believe you can kind of get away without getting a ticket. But anyways, I have to remind myself to like be patient and I'm gonna get home and eat dinner eventually. And it doesn't matter how hungry I am, I'm fine and I can be patient. So patience can be cultivated. It's a skill that can be built. And it is one of these things that helps you withstand times when progress feels slow. And when you can withstand the times when progress feels slow, you can continue to move forward and make progress. And slow progress is actually a really good thing. This is what I realized about slow progress. The slower and more gradual progress is, the more opportunities we have to build consistency. The more reps we put in over time when progress is slow, those reps of activities that will get us to our goal over the long run. When we put in more and more of those reps over time, the more we are sustaining the change that we're making. When you put in enough reps of something over time, whether that is working out, meditating, journaling, speaking mindfully, whatever it is. You're changing at the identity level. You're becoming a new person. And honestly, that isn't something that happens when a person goes on a crash diet or overhauls everything for a month or two to get results. Those results are almost always fleeting and almost always temporary. You don't need to just achieve some goal whether it's a health goal, a financial goal, or whatever. You don't want to become debt-free and then go spend a bunch so, have, so you have credit card debt again. You don't want to train for a race and get in epic shape and then never move your body again and become a couch potato and lose all that energy and vitality you cultivated. You don't want this to be a flash in the pan. You want to be the person who not only achieves the goal, What sustains the goal. And that is why slow progress is something to be celebrated. Because if you're pursuing something big enough for long enough, there's going to be slower periods where not as much is happening. And when you can get into a patient state and trust it's still working, and even celebrate slow progress, For all the reasons I talked about above, you're going to enjoy the journey and you're going to keep transforming at a much deeper level. I also want to wrap up this episode with a beautiful practice I've been using to stay focused and consistent, even in times of slower progress. This is that 30 second to two minute practice that will accelerate your results without making you work harder or burn out. This was something I heard about in another podcast called The Aligned Ascension, which is a human design business podcast. And the part I loved in this episode was she talked about something called evidence stacking. This is where you look for the evidence, big and small, of progress. So now I have a file um, on my For the Words game. That's my writing role-playing game. Where I keep track of every little piece of evidence that shows up in my daily life for the intention I'm currently working on. And that intention is I choose being in the best shape of my life, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. The evidence I look for isn't just pounds lost or a new personal best on a running route, though I keep track of those as well. It's all teeny tiny things that happen. Things that I start to notice when I'm looking for them. Things like getting a super high sleep score one night or waking up with all this energy before my alarm even goes off. And sometimes progress isn't what you might think. So take this morning, for example. Like I said, I'd been sick for about a week, did a really half-assed run last week and took it super easy. Today, great sleep score, felt awesome, ready to go kill it. And, you know, I actually felt good on the run and I try not to look at my time until about halfway through the run once I'm done going up and down the big hill. And I look at my time and I love to aim for at least a six mile per hour pace And I was a little under that. So I wasn't on track to, you know, get the run, the four mile run done in less than 40 minutes. And initially I was like, no, I can just run faster and catch up. But that progress in that moment Progress was saying, you know what, Kayla, you're in the latter half of your cycle. You know, your performance isn't normally as high. We're still kind of recovering from the sickness. Progress in that moment was still finishing the run, but easing off and not, you know, maybe hurting myself in the process because I just had to always get a personal best. Because then you're just using the personal best on your run as evidence that it's working instead of looking at, The times you're more patient and balanced and gentle with your body as evidence that you are creating more health. And not just physical health, but mental, emotional, spiritual. So that practice is so easy and takes a couple minutes every day, almost. And during times where I'm struggling and feel like progress is slow, I go back and reread all these entries and have probably like 40 of them now. So if you're someone who wants to build more self-trust, cultivate more patience, and be able to keep going even in the face of what feels like slow progress, I would highly recommend that you try this practice for 30 days and see what happens. So in your journal, in a file on your computer, whatever it might be, just start listing all the little tiny micro moments that you see evidence of your goal being realized. That's going to be your Thrive Challenge this week. Keep track of all the evidence. And when you do this, you might realize that progress isn't as slow as you once thought. It only felt slow sometimes because you were only using those bigger things as evidence instead of noticing and celebrating the other wins along the way. I am excited for you and all the progress I know you will continue to make. And I'm wishing you an amazing rest of your week. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show. If you want to connect with a community of other amazing women who are conquering their goals, taking massive action, and loving themselves through the process, I invite you to join my Facebook community, Slay and Thrive 365. You'll get weekly challenges, motivation, support, and accountability as you move towards your goals. Hope to see you there very soon.